DevOps as we know it is made up of several continuous processes, including continuous integration and continuous delivery. But continuous testing is a crucial step in that process that really helps avoid some of the natural bottlenecks that can build up in QA. And while speed is important, continuous testing is also about running the right test. When it comes to automation, for example, it's less about what percentage of the test you've automated and more about test quality, what requirements are actually being checked. I'm David Carty, site editor of Search Software Quality at TechTarget. And I'm Ryan Black, assistant site editor of Search Software Quality. This is the Test and Release Podcast, where we discuss a variety of software testing and development topics. On this episode, we talked with Aaron Kinsburner, an expert on continuous testing and the chief evangelist at Perfecto Mobile. He's also the author of two books, Continuous Testing for DevOps Professionals and the Digital Quality Handbook. In our discussion with Aaron, we discussed how teams often struggle to implement continuous testing. Plus, he recommended what measures and criteria organizations can use to gauge how well they perform continuous testing. You know, to cut straight to it, uh, what would you consider the primary organizational benefits of continuous testing? And how popular has continuous testing become among enterprises from what you've seen? So I would divide this uh, or my, my response into two. I think that uh, first, the benefits of continuous testing are huge to, to enterprises just because uh, the level of uh, both innovation and quality that uh, these organizations that embraces continuous testing uh, are getting. When you have continuous testing and you uh, test upon each code change, upon each trigger uh, on demand, basically, you get fast feedback. You know what you have, you release uh, with confidence, and that's the quality aspect. But when you also test and get uh, constant feedback, you also mitigate the risks and release features that are uh, advanced to your clients and this is the high business value that enterprises are getting. When continuous testing is not well defined or doesn't work or it's broken for some reason, and we can talk about that as well, uh, everything uh, gets slowed down or uh, gets delayed. And this is when the business is suffering from lack of innovation, from uh, competitive challenges, and so forth. Uh, Continuous testing fits into that standard DevOps model that we always talk about. Uh, And it sounds like um, you see QA as as a big bottleneck for a lot of organizations. Uh, Can you talk about how continuous testing specifically helps alleviate that bottleneck within DevOps model? Sure. I would start by defining that, you know, continuous testing, in my mind, enables DevOps. There are other enablers to DevOps, you know, continuous delivery, best practices, approaches, in uh, coding skills uh, and uh, operation, uh, operational stuff, the tools that people are using. But uh, when continuous testing uh, doesn't work, uh, DevOps is broken uh, by definition. Continuous testing, you know, is not something that is up there in the air. As you mentioned, QA became a bit uh, of a bottleneck uh, in the past few years as DevOps and Agile advanced. So continuous testing obviously relies on the persona, on the on the people, on the processes that they fit into, and the technology, the tools that they are using. So these three things that uh, people continuously use, like uh, people, process, and technology, are also uh, at the heart of continuous testing. So if the QA guys, the test, test engineers, and we see today plenty of terms like FDES, software developers in test, uh, business testers, etc., can better fit 
into the continuous testing activities, again, when it matches their skill set, I think continuous testing can be a huge benefit to both the DevOps maturity as well as to these practitioners you know, career as well. Uh, you, you mentioned another enabler of uh, proper DevOps is continuous delivery. Is, is continuous testing that something that enables proper con- uh, continuous delivery? Definitely, definitely. When you continuously test and you get uh, feedback, you can act very fast, okay? You get the feedback, you have the automated machine of software delivery, and that's exactly continuous delivery. If you don't have the right feedback, and the right also analysis of uh, all the test artifacts baked into the process, you're taking huge risks uh, in delivering software. You can only uh, release fast, uh, and that's the continuous delivery activity. Sometimes it's even touchless. You know, you don't have uh, a human intervention. It's fully automated. And this maturity level can only be achieved when you have confidence and trust in your continuous testing workflow, when you trust whatever you deliver, whatever you test, and whatever you actually examine as part of your test analysis. You mentioned automation. Is it the most practical thing to automate everything? Are there any tests that you should be kept manual? So from what I am seeing in the market, I would say continuous testing in DevOps, if you can reach, I would say, 80-85% of your tests to be automated, uh, you're in a very good place. Uh, I've seen mature organizations that say that they have even higher than 90%, but uh, the fact, uh, you, you know, you shouldn't be confused by the percentage of test automation and the, uh, you know, automate everything. You don't necessarily need to automate everything to have good automation coverage. You need to automate what's right. The, the key business processes, the key scenarios that you have uh, needs to be automated, and you uh, continuously maintain it, and you fine-tune the test automation coverage as your product evolves. So it's not one thing or a moment in time that you say, yeah, I've automated everything or I have X amount of tests automated and I'm done. Uh, you know, if you <laughs> mature DevOps, you release every week, every two weeks, or sometimes you release uh, every moment, you know, continuous delivery means that you, uh, your organization uh, is able to de- deploy to production upon, you know, a mouse click. So for that, you need to have this automation uh, continuously maintained and target only the key business processes. Uh, so you don't need to have thousands and thousands of test scripts that not necessarily will give you the value. You need to have the right test automation, and there are methodologies behind what to automate and when. That makes a lot of sense, uh, the focus being on what you're automating, not like what percentage or like the number of automated tests you have. Of course. We have seen you know, a lot of escape defects to production even though organizations were saying, yeah, I have, you know, 85% test automation. Okay, but you actually missed an important aspect of the uh, of business flow that your end users are actually experiencing, or you, you, you missed uh, a set of target platforms, you know, permutations. In today's mobile landscape, you have so many smartphones, tablets running on so many different operating systems. Same goes, by the way, for desktop browsers, right? So if you have the right test automation, but you're not even covering the most important platforms that your end users are using, you might get also escape defects to production. So it's not as simple as it seems. You need to have the right test automation against the right platforms, and it needs to be continuously maintained as the market and product evolve. To move on to uh, our next question, 
How do teams struggle to implement continuous testing? Like, generally, do they have any issues with the tooling, or is it a lack of skills to do it properly? What have you seen? So I, I actually seen a mix of both uh, that you said. I'm seeing a mix of challenges with tools and skills, uh, and sometimes they, you know, go together. Uh, we have seen uh, mature developers that you know embraces new technologies and, and so forth. But if you look, uh, if you look at the test frameworks, the tools that test engineers are using today, uh, we are still, you know, with the exact same test frameworks that are out there for the last uh, five, seven, even more years. Uh, I'm talking about Selenium and Appium, which are very cool, very good, but they are aiming uh, developers with high development skills, coding skills, and the popular, the, the most popular test engineers. Uh, really don't have the good or good enough code development skills to write robust and highly scalable test scenarios. So I, what I'm seeing is that to be successful in continuous testing today, it's something that uh, or the, the, the bridge between the skill set that there is today and the frameworks that are out there uh, needs to be closed. And what we are seeing in reality is the rise of tools around machine learning, cordless test automation tools, and so forth that come to exactly address this challenge. That's really interesting. So at the beginning, you said continuous testing enables DevOps, and you're also saying there is this skills gap that exists. So really, you know, you put two and two together, it sounds like you're saying that the, the lack of skills here is really slowing down DevOps adoption or, you know, at least impeding it to some extent. Is, is that one of the biggest skills gaps that you see as it pertains to DevOps? I, I, I think yes. I think that the other areas are maturing much faster than the testing one, the testing skills, uh, and it goes together with uh, skills and tools. Uh, if you look at the testing uh, reality, and uh, you don't need to take just my word for it, you see many research uh, research. research done, conducted by large firms, showing that, you know, the average test automation for mature enterprises doesn't, uh, you know, rises above 55, 60%. So mm-hmm. if you have 50 or 60% as an average standard in the enterprise today of test automation, uh, it's very hard for you to do continuous deployment, continuous delivery. You have too much weight on the manual activities that are unautomated uh, that slows you down. We've been talking about how to implement or like the common ways like teams struggle with implementing continuous testing, but what are some of the tools or measures or gauges that they teams can use to see how well they're actually doing continuous testing? Is, it, is there any particular metrics or criteria you would recommend? Sure. Actually, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, I've dedicated, I think, even a, half of a chapter in my recent book just about, you know, measuring continuous testing or maturing continuous testing. And I think that sometimes when you talk to uh, test engineers, test managers about measurements and metrics, they're starting to get, you know, scared about, okay, are you actually measuring me to, you know, get rid of me? Or So no, I, measurements today in the continuous testing landscape needs to be, you know, there needs to be a mind, mindset shift towards continuous improvement. And metrics are only there to, to help you improve not to actually take your job. And a few examples of uh, things that I'm seeing used in the industry are, you know, uh, the number of, of, of course, test automation coverage is, is a good one, still re- reliable, 
still relevant, but you know it needs to be around the right test cases. So if in the past people would say, okay, I have 85% test automation, I'm good to go. So you need to have some, you know, a deeper click into the test automation coverage. Okay, what actually are you automating, and are these the right test automation scenarios, and are they running on the right market coverage, target platform market coverage as well. So this is the, the coverage uh, metric that I would recommend. Second, I would go into, because you're you are trying to mature continuous testing, you need to be part of the CI, the continuous integration, meaning upon each code commit, upon each build, you want to execute a bunch of test cases. So in that regard, how many test cases are fa uh, failing because of flakiness? Okay, how many broken builds is uh, testing accounted for, okay? So uh, this is another area which I think requires to be measured as part of continuous testing maturity because we are seeing a lot of red in the, in the build process, in the, in the CI, in the continuous integration that is attributed to testing. And it's not because these tests are uh, typically finding a lot of bugs, but the tests ourselves are buggy. So test quality metrics are also important here. And uh, last but not least, uh, and I think this is something that you, the, uh, the market is missing today, is the amount of time teams are spending on analysis and root cause analysis in general uh, for test cases or for defects. So how much time, and I can give you an example, I spoke with a prospect a few weeks ago. He was telling me that uh, his team is spending 72 hours uh, a week uh, upon each completion of a regression cycle. If you spend so much time on analyzing and reviewing a, a regression suite, something is wrong in your process. You need to have uh, a very easy way to analyze and drill down into failures and issues to resolve things fast and to move fast. So that's another aspect that I would use as a KPI. Aaron, uh, could you explain some of the ways that continuous testing differs in mobile apps versus web apps? Sure. Uh, I think that uh, by nature, these platforms kind of uh, introduce uh, uh, unique challenges. So um, I think that uh, if you look at the, the, the mobile platform today, the mobile platform by definition is unexpected, okay? A lot of things are happening on these mobile devices. Even if you have this local uh, device lab that you are using, still you cannot expect all the pop-ups that are coming in, device disconnection, uh, device lock, uh, you know, screen lock and things like that, which are very unique to the mobile aspect. So when you're trying to execute tests on such an unexpected platform, things happen, you know. Uh, tests are being blocked, uh, failing, uh, and you, you cannot always expect that. And that's obviously something that you when you have an automated process, these things usually are coming in the way of continuous activities. On the web front, uh, on the other end, there is also a cadence of monthly releases of desktop browsers, which the thing is that these browsers are automatically, especially for Chrome and Firefox, these are uh, updated automatically on the user end. If I ask a typical user out there which Chrome version uh, he has on his machine, I, I doubt he will even know, okay? Because these Chrome versions are updated automatically. So if you are not being able to uh, keep up with all the new browser versions, and by the way, they are progressing as well, and starting to support new technologies which might come in the way of quality of your website, this is another barrier which we see on the web front as well. So I would 
give a typical uh, web-specific uh, challenge here is the auto-update feature that web browsers have, uh, which you can control, actually. Lastly, I think uh, I actually spoke about it a lot, uh, is the rise of progressive web apps. So I will take your question and actually combine it into one technology, uh, which is trying to kind of change the landscape of digital, and this is progressive web applications. So progressive web applications today are trying to combine all the challenges that you see in mobile and in web into one specific application to allow you to have only one single code base with all the capabilities of mobile and web in one place. So that's something which is coming. So all the things that I've just mentioned as challenges for mobile or for web will actually be combined, I think, in the nearest future with this rise of PWAs. Uh, speaking of technologies that could change continuous testing, could you talk a little bit about, about how uh, AI and machine learning will change how continuous testing is done? Oh, that, 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 that's a very good question. Uh, I'm in the, I would say, the final stages of conducting my research on that. I have a full section in my written book, Continuous Testing for DevOps Professionals, Touching the AI and Machine Learning uh, Rise uh, as part of continuous testing. I think that uh, this is a very good question that connects back to most of the things that we discussed so far, uh, and at, this is the uh, challenges of creating, maintaining, anal uh, analyzing, and executing tests at scale in a very reliable fashion. This is a challenge that we are seeing today. Some of it is related to the tools that are out there. Some is related to the skill set that test engineers uh, are suffering from today. AI and machine learning tools and uh, without naming, uh, you know, some of them, uh, I'm seeing rise in such cordless-based tools, uh, and the machine learning around these tools is mostly aiming to stabilize the object uh, recognition aspect of testing. So in test automation, one of the key reasons for test failures is lack of uh, proper uh, identification of the elements, the object of the application, whether it's a web one or a mobile one. So there is a rise of such tools that are uh, aiming to self-heal scripts, uh, self-correct scripts in cases of object changes. The button shifted, the button changed, the different uh, colors or, or themes in the website changed, and now you cannot really identify the object, things like, things like that. So what we are seeing is that cordless solutions that are based on machine learning and AI are uh, becoming essential to close the gap uh, between the skill set, the, I would say, the flakiness of test creation, and as well as the maintenance of test creation. So to summarize and uh, address your question, whether it's about to change or is it going to change, I think this is one way of actually taking all the flakiness test scenarios that you have today in your suite and making them or bringing them back into the CI. Uh, because today the CI can include, I would say, I know, let's do, take it as a whole, 100% uh, test suite. I would say 30, 35% of these test cases are flaky and will probably be excluded because they cannot be, you know, reliable. I think that continuous testing with machine learning can bring back all the flakiness uh, or take out all the flakiness of these test cases and allow them to be back into the loop, into the cycle making your test automation coverage more robust, more high, and therefore you'll get higher value uh, products at the end of the day. 
So to kind of sum up, you see the main use for AI machine learning in continuous testing. You see those uh, technologies being used to make better tests. Better tests, faster, with lower skill sets. Very interesting, Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Aaron Kinsburner will also speak at Star East, Quest, and DevOps West, among other conferences, so be sure to catch him there. And please check out searchsoftwarequality.com for more articles on application development, testing, and version control topics, or follow us on Twitter at softwaretesttt.